1: Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. <laughs> And the SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray.
0: Touchdown in stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw.
1: Now, with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get
0: to the house, sideline, pylon, touchdown, and the dogs are on the board first. Victory is mine. Yes, yeah, surprisingly. I believe. Waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. Walk Welcome,
2: into to the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Join alongside my co-host, Aaron Murray. Be sure to follow us on social media. We are at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Drew Butler. Aaron is at Aaron Murray 11 Head on over to puntandpass.com, the number one destination for all things college football. It's got our blog up there. We post our picks. It's got our YouTube page on the homepage as well, everywhere that you can listen to our downloads. And, of course, our merch store. Go get you some merch. We keep shelling it out. It is awesome. We appreciate your support. And, of course, this episode is presented by our great friends over at PrizePix. That is right. Download the PrizePix app. Go to PrizePicks.com use the promo code punt and for first time users you get a first time deposit match up to 100% on your first 100. That's right. Put 100 bucks in, you get 100 bucks on top of that. Prize picks is the best and guess what? Tonight NFL 2021 season starts. I can't wait. Yeah, that's right. Aaron and I are going to let you know who we like with the Bucks Cowboys matchup. Prize picks first half. Is my bread and butter, so I am going to dive into it. Let you know what I'm on tonight. We love our friends over at Prize Picks. Again, download the Prize Picks app, use the promo code PUNT, go to prizepicks.com. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first 100 bucks. And don't look now, but last week, Aaron and I posted our prize picks for college football on the Clemson, Georgia game. And of course, we won you guys a ton of money. We'll be doing the same again this weekend go to prize picks, follow them at prize picks on social media and check out our social media this weekend. We will be posting our top 10 picks. So shout out to Prize Picks. Aaron, week 2 of college football, listen man, week 1 was amazing and now we have a bit of a downer in week 2. The slate not as exciting. We got some news and notes to dive into, but uh Yeah, man, I'm excited. Georgia ranked number two. Alabama, of course, number one. Ohio State's three. Oklahoma's four. Texas A&M is five. Kind of the same old song and dance, but now it's time to find out who's who, who's going to get let down after week one. I think it's going to be a pretty boring weekend of college football, but we got some exciting games to touch on later on in the show.
3: Yeah, it's not as obviously as exciting as what we saw in the first week of the season. It was it, it was a bang, um, but there are going to be some top matchups this weekend, and you and I will jump into uh, obviously those Oregon, Ohio State. You got yeah. number twelve versus number three. That's going to be a great matchup. Um, Pittsburgh, Tennessee, for those SEC fans. You know, a good game. hot That's going to be a good game right there. Pittsburgh is legit. So really, look for that one, Florida, South Florida. Okay florida gators man tony that offense is ugly so yeah we'll watch out what they look like uh, i'm just scrolling through the list right now texas a&m colorado I that'd be a good know. game pick the spread on that one i think that's gonna be a great game in boulder and then what's the big big one i'm missing iowa iowa
2: state iowa iowa state you know, you
3: know what my favorite game of the weekend is though that i'm looking forward to um missouri versus kentucky yeah that'd be a good game sec it's network I think that in my mind right now, when I look at those two teams and I look at what Florida looked like last week, this could be the deciding factor of who's going to be the number two team in the East. This game right now I could decide wow. that. You think so? I mean, right now, that the, based on what we saw last week, I would say Kentucky, and it's hard for me to, you know, and it's not hard, but I don't want to overreact based on week one. Florida has a lot of issues. We said at the beginning of the week on the first show, Florida has a ton of issues on the offensive side of the football. I, I like Will Levis and what he can do. Uh, yeah, we know they yeah, got backs. So we know they're going to be able to run the football. They got some legitimate receivers and they can play defense. They can always play defense there at Kentucky. So this is now a complete football team. They look good on both sides. Florida does not. Uh, Missouri sells a lot of question marks, but you know that to me, this is going to be if, if Kentucky can win it, I think they can flex on the rest of the SEC saying hey we're 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 number 2 right now behind Georgia. So I'll me I'll be
2: tuned into that one. Yeah, you know me too well. I'm not buying into Kentucky until Kentucky wins a big college football game. I know you game. Hate
3: Kentucky. I they're, do. They're, they're
2: just they're frauds. They're, they're frauds. They're
3: a good football team this
2: year. I don't know about that. I think that might be a little bit of an overreaction you of all people. September 9th, you're making such you know, convicted declarations. You're talking about college football playoff. You're saying Missouri versus Kentucky is going to determine who's number two in the East. I mean, not even given any other chance, any other team a who chance. would you pick Right now, who, I who mean, pick the East? Aaron. It's damn eight weeks into the, eight, eight days into the season. Let's who's let's, pick, let's at least get the who's appetizer pick, and Drew? wash it down a little bit before we. I get got
3: there. my appetizer last week. You can <laughs> tell when dudes can play ball when they can't play ball, and yeah. you can tell when a team has a quarterback. And when a team does it, and and you watch Florida, they don't have a quarterback who can throw a football consistently.
2: No, you're totally right. What did you think I about
3: no in that offense right now?
2: Yeah. What did you think about, um, you know, we talked about the Brian Kelly thing after the game, his quote, Cole Kubelik, our buddy, y- your colleague over at the SCC radio on Sirius XM. He-, he spoke with Emory Jones after the game and Anthony Richardson came in. I don't even know if he threw a pass, but he rushed for like 160 yards. And Cole was talking to Emory after the game, essentially doing his job right as a sideline reporter, but asking Emory about his thoughts and feelings after the win. He obviously got benched. Anthony Richardson had a bunch of success. And a lot of people were giving Emery a lot of props because he was like, oh, that's my boy. You know, like Anthony's my boy. I'm so happy for his success. If we're successful as a team, I'm excited for my teammates. Uh, he even said something along the lines of he, he told me what he was going to do. He said he's going to get in there and jump over these guys and run all over him. And that's exactly what he did. Are, are you surprised that the the response on social media is like, "Wow, Emory Jones is such a great guy, is rooting for his teammates after a win," or is that just kind of all blown out of proportion? Like, hey, yes, we won the game. Like everybody should be happy. I, I don't know. I'm just kind of confused by that. No, but- I think
3: Emory's a great dude, okay. and, 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 and the fact that he stuck it out at four for so long, where he could have yeah, landed on somewhere else, that's why I, I was rooting for him. And I, I still am. I, I'm going to root for Emory because he, he's a rare breed. There's not many guys who were a four or five star quarterback coming out of high school and, and stuck it out for three years. Yeah. And waited his turn to be the starting quarterback at whatever university. Most of those guys go somewhere. They're not the starter year one or year two. And as we all know that they're in the transfer portal, they bolt and they're looking for greener pastures. He yeah. did not do that. So that's why I'm rooting for him. I was hoping that he'd have a better start. And, and I'll go back to my statement earlier, and I guess you a little bit about not overreacting. It was week one. And you can say the same thing about Haynes King at Texas A&M. Yeah. You don't want to overreact with young players in their first collegiate game. It's a lot of pressure, a lot of expectations. People set the bar really high when they don't meet it. It's kind of like, oh, well, he's garbage. Well, you know, Emory's not garbage. Haynes King's is not garbage. They're just not what we were expecting. I think, you know, we all think Dan Mullen, we think quarterback whisper, We think emory has been in the system. He's going to go out there against a, a not very good football team and just dominate from the first snap. And when that's not the case, we throw him out. And we say he's not good. He's trash. Let's move on. So let's give Emory a couple more weeks. I, I'm not sold on, on him being good enough to lead this team to an SEC East title. Um, But he, he obviously has room to grow, and we'll see what he can do
2: all right I hear you loud and clear Um, I think the SEC West as of today is far more stacked than the SEC East I know that was expected prior to the season kicking off but look you got two SEC West teams in the top five alone Alabama's at number one you just talked about Haynes King yeah that's right Texas A&M is at number five are they on upset alert heading out to Denver they're playing Mm -hmm. that game at mile high to take on Colorado I think that's a game to circle we will be picking that one later on in the season but we're talking a lot about quarterbacks you just mentioned Emory jones anthony richardson who i guess you could consider a quarterback even though he rushed for 160 yards last week we're discussing haynes king will levis at kentucky what about jt daniels okay let's talk about jt daniels because on wednesday it was reported that he is once again battling an injury yeah that's right jt daniels Georgia's starting quarterback coming off a huge win a week ago against number three clemson that has vaulted the dogs from number five up to number two in the polls. He's battling an oblique injury. Now, a year ago, coming off a torn ACL, transferring from USC, JT did not see action until November when Georgia was going through tons of attrition at the quarterback position. Now it's being reported. It's been shot down. Seth Emerson at The athletics said he might not play this weekend. Others are saying after the players spoke with the media post-Wednesday's practice, Warren Erickson, a couple other players saying, hey, he looked totally fine. We expect him to play. Does this just concern Georgia fans in general about his JT's durability? Look, Aaron, you're already making declarations about the postseason, and and we're not even at week two yet. And Georgia's quarterback, who really didn't get banged up at all last week, is talking about dealing with an oblique injury. Look, I am jaded. I am biased. You are a close friend of mine. And I think these storylines might just solidify you as the grittiest, most durable quarterback in the history of Georgia football.
3: I appreciate that. And yes, I am only six foot, 200 pounds, but you know, <laughs> you, I, got, I could, you got, you got, I got blasted. <laughs> I got blasted over. Yes, there should be a mixtape of just me getting my absolute ass handed to me for four straight <laughs> years. Cause it would be, uh, one, it'd be hilarious to go back and watch some of those hits. Ooh. And two, it would earn me a Don't lot of show your son. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And it would, it would, it would hopefully convince Maddox to play golf and not football. So or just be a punter. Yeah. I may go, uh, you know, coach T was was the video guy for us for for two years before he became the strength coach. <laughs> Wait, coach,
2: say coach, that again. God bless Coach T. Bless go, coach T. Go, I love Joe Taraschinsky. Go make me a mixtape of me getting just
3: blasted during my four years of oh, Georgia football field. I love it. He lives in Alfreda now. So I know. You
2: know I know. Love it.
3: Uh, but going back to the 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 JT issue right now, um, you know, it, it it is a little bit concerning because you you said it, it sounded like he got just smacked around in that game last week versus Clemson. But I think there is a good feeling in the locker room and, and with the coaching staff about Carson Beck. He's oh, a yeah. guy. Yeah. He's caught my eye these past few years when you watch him in scrimmages, when you watch him in practice. He may be the most pure thrower on the roster. And and
2: and you know I don't want people to go now, crazy. When you, now, when you say pure player thrower, player, I want you to define pure thrower for our audience. You're a quarterback. Tell us what that means.
3: Football and throws, it, 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 it's similar to... So there's a lot that goes into being a successful quarterback, as we all know. Payne Manning, one of the best quarterbacks of all time. His last few years when he won a Super Bowl could maybe throw the ball 40 yards. Yeah. Like You line him up, it's like, oh my goodness, kids in high school can throw the ball better than Payne Manning. Yeah. But he got everyone around him to play better. He got them in the right situation. Field general, the sheriff. To go- yeah. When I went and saw Jake Fromm and Jacob Eason throw There's no comparison when Jacob Eason throws a football, you're like, Oh my God.
2: NFL quarterback. Jake
3: Fromm throws the ball. You're like, okay, it's, it's good. Yeah. But who won the starting job? Jake did because he could command the huddle because he can get everyone going around him. Carson Beck. It's not that drastic of a difference between him and JT compared to say Jake Fromm and Jacob Eason. I mean, that was a big difference in arm strength, natural ability. Um, Carson, the ball just spins off his hands so beautifully. It's effortless. He's got a nice delivery. Uh, he's, he's extremely accurate with the football. Great mechanics. I thought he, th- based on what I've seen from him on in practice and scrimmages, throws well from inside the pocket, outside the pocket. I just was really impressed with his overall command of the offense. So once again, I'm not saying he's better than JT. I have no idea if he's better or not. I'm just saying based on watching him in practice and watching him and do routes on air and one-on-ones and all that good stuff, he is a pure passer. Ball comes out effortless. He can make all the throws. I, like I said, based on watching him in scrimmages, he looks like he has a very good command of this offense. I would not be worried. Obviously, you're facing UAB. I would not be worried if I'm a Georgia fan, that if, if Carson
2: Beck is a starter come this Saturday. Jeez, dude, if you love him so much, why don't you marry him? I do like him a lot. I,
3: <laughs> I, I think he's
2: – I'm excited. No, I hear you, dude. I'm excited.
3: Wait, wait, I want to see, see him get on the field. If JT's gone after this year I think it's it's Carson's job I do not wow. think I do not think it's, um, what's Brock's. his name? Five star.
2: Yeah. Brock Vandegrift, Brock Vandegrift. I don't think it's Brock's
3: job next year. I think it's Carson. That's why they named Carson number two this year.
2: Yeah, it's right. You're right. And you, you heard a lot about him coming out of camp. Uh, I saw him at a scrimmage. He looked good. You're right. He can throw the ball very well. I, I would liken it to a kicker or a punter. Ask any kicker who has had longevity in his career. He will tell you that he has gone up against and seen guys with legs way bigger, way more explosive than him, but the consistency is not there. Uh, Uh, the execution and situations is not there think about golfers right you're talking about long drivers who can hit the ball 400 yards yet they're not on tour i I think that is what you are talking about when you're when you're discussing a pure thrower of the football somebody who can make all the throws somebody who throws a catchable football somebody who can let guys run underneath it fit into tight spaces throw anticipatory passes Uh, That's it. And that's what it takes for success. So I get what you're saying. Um, And I think you can kind of find those comparisons across all different sports. And look, Georgia's playing UAB this weekend. Uh, I was reading late last night that JT probably will play. I mean, you heard the comments from the players after practice on Wednesday. They seemed like to just brush it off. Maybe he just got some stem on his abs and that was the uh, that was it. And then it kind of got blown way out of proportion. But if Georgia takes care of business, maybe Carson will get some meaningful reps in the second half of the game and you can start to see uh, what kind of cloth he's cut from and give you a little bit of a peek into the future, you would expect Georgia, with their schedule and with their talent, most importantly, to be able to show some depth later on in the games, get some guys some experience. So a little storyline to watch out for. Do they hold JT back? Obviously, it's not going to be very much of a pressing situation, at least you would hope not, for Georgia this weekend against UAB. We will pick that game later on. In the show, I do well, like
3: UAB's quarterback.
2: Oh, really? Yeah, to, I, I went even I against Georgia's defense, or just you just like him. I just like, oh, he ain't gonna do crap for George. Do you defense, not like any like quarterbacks? Did. You like all quarterbacks. If you have a I QB just in front ran, of your name, Aaron ran, really likes I started
3: you. the show, was about how I don't like Emery and the quarterbacks of Florida and how okay. Haynes king underperformed in the first game this last weekend. So that is, those were your I first started with the negative, now I'm going to the pauses, but. I went back last, was it yesterday? And I watched uh, UAB film from their first game of the season and and Tyler Johnston, uh, the quarterback for UAB senior experienced quarterback, not a big arm at all, uh, but throws the ball with great anticipation. He's extremely accurate. The big question is, I mean, can, can is he going to have time? You know, you look at the first game last week for those guys, he had all day in the pocket. I mean, yeah. he just sat in the pocket. He felt great. And most quarterbacks are going to throw 80% completion when you have five seconds to throw the football. That's what he had. Going against Georgia is very different than going against Jacksonville State. So he's going to have to get the ball out with a little bit more anticipation, uh, a little bit quicker out of his hand. So we'll see how good he is. But I do like the kid. I'll just say that.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. I, I got a question for you. All right. I'm going to put one program on notice this weekend. And if they lose, somebody seat might be getting very, very hot. It's the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets. They lost as 19-and-a-half-point favorites last weekend to Northern Illinois at home on the Flats in Dot Stadium. And they're playing Kennesaw State this weekend, okay? This is the battle for the A. Kennesaw State, Brian Bohannon, they run a triple option offense. Jeff Collins made some comments on Wednesday. Hey, our linebacking core is a bit beat up. He actually had to dress out (laughs) during practice to give looks To the offense, Uh, that's that's so Georgia Tech that it hurts. Shout out to my man Ryan Skates and the poor poor man game notes who tweeted that picture out. It was laughable, but I'm just telling you right now that triple option offense, especially when you don't have depth on defense, is a mother you know what to handle. You know that these Kennesaw State Owls are going to be fired up to play at Georgia Tech. This game's at noon. Watch out. That's all I'm saying, Aaron. Watch out. If Georgia Tech starts out 0 2, those Jeff Collins believers, 404, the culture might be taking a big, big hit. That could be a bad, bad look for the Yellow Jackets.
3: Yeah, it's a bad look. But let's let's remember, this is still season three, so I don't think he's going to lose his job. But it's just, it's ugly. I don't know. That's not that's not you ideal. Was, I I know it's obviously it's not ideal, but I don't think it's going to be like, okay. You lose this game, and as soon as he's walking off the field, you get a little wink from the ad like hey come over here well, i mean it's not gonna happen Pack after your the crap
2: game up and roll yeah. yeah yeah
3: he's still gonna recruit they i'm just saying i'm just saying week. i don't think so i think they're gonna give him this season and then hopefully you know if he doesn't perform in year four let's not for, let's not forget this is a complete rebuild on both sides of the football especially offense and it takes i mean to get offense alignment that can perform what you need a quarterback receivers running backs really not running backs they're fine there, obviously it, you need those guys that come in the system, develop both mentally and physically, and that takes two years, three years. So that's why I say year four is really the big you know, show-me moment for him. But it, it, this obviously doesn't help it. Like if they yeah. lose tomorrow – and they do let him play through year four. And there are five and 17 in year four. Then he's can't.
2: Yeah, you can't lose to an FCS team. I mean, yeah. Kennesaw State repping the Big South. Best of luck to the Owls this weekend. I'm watching that game at noon. I'm going to be tuned in because I think that is upset alert city, especially with Georgia Tech's lack of you're, depth. You're
3: turning into that over Oregon, Ohio State? Yeah,
2: yeah. That's, yes, of course. I'll be rooting heavily for Kennesaw State. No, I, I will be flipping. I'll be in the basement. I got three TVs. Come on now. Come on. Show me some respect. Uh, speaking of FCS teams. Is Nick Saban's shtick getting old? I mean, Alabama completely dismantling Miami a a week ago, dismantling a top 15 team, making no mistakes on offense or defense. Bryce Young, in his first start, sets an Alabama school record for most passing touchdowns uh, for the first start for a Crimson Tide quarterback. This team is an absolute machine. And of course, Nick Saban has to go to the media and complain about um, my team's not ready. I don't like our intensity during practice. He said maybe it's what they read on social media or in the media or whatever after one half of a game this season. And it was hot yesterday. So we have all these external factors in the world affecting our ability to maintain intensity. These are all quotes from Nick Saban. Like, dude, you are playing Mercer. Shout out the Mercer Bears. Uh, great law school down there. Hat tip, Sharon Murray. Hat tip, Sherry my boy, Tony Morelli. You know They go. do produce great legal minds around this country. But when it comes to football players, I just don't know if Nick Saban needs to go on diatribes to the media to speak to his team. Because this is what I would think. You and I were both players. I think if a coach goes on a rant to the media before we play Mercer, I don't even take it seriously. I kind of laugh and be like, are we still doing this, dude? Come on now. You guys are going to hammer Mercer. It's not even worth the oxygen to go out there and take all these kind of pot shots against your team, lack of intensity, lack of focus. Dude, relax. I mean, you and I could go out there and probably make it happen against Mercer.
3: He just wants to cover the spread, man. Give the dude a break. He wants to make sure that his <laughs> yeah. Alabama fans okay. are happy when they go out there and dominate from the very first snap when he puts the second team in and when he puts the third team in. Like, this is a game where the twos and threes are going to get bears, and those twos and threes for Alabama are still four and five stars. So, um, listen, you, you, we say we're you know not scared of coaches, but I, I guarantee you we've never been around a coach like Nick Saban uh, and his intensity and his fire being that young, you're intimidated. So I think anything he says, you're like, "Oh crap, I better get my, you know what together," because yeah. you know it's Nick Saban. Uh, you were obviously with old boy that's down in Tampa now. Yeah, who is yeah. Bruce Arians. Ass- Bruce Arians is a yeah. complete asshole on the field,
2: <laughs> especially the quarterback. He's, he's too funny.
3: He is one of a kind, but he doesn't have. He's intimidating, but he's not like Nick Saban intimidating. Like you the thing. You're yeah. just imagine you're an 18 to 22 year old kid. And Nick Saban says anything like you're like, yeah, Oh God, that is, that is pretty true. It's like dad scolding you. I don't care what it's about. It's like your dad scolding you coming from Nick.
2: Yeah. Yeah. B a one of a kind. And I think that's why he gets one along a with a players so well, because he just treats them like adults to a sense, right? Like it is Ooh, so black and white Arian or BA Bruce? BA. Yeah. Coach, coach Arians. Bruce would F me like,
3: well, yeah. street, like MF me for like, not throwing a ball a yard outside on pan goes i'm like we're doing pan goes coach and he's like what are you mf and doing? i'm like oh my god I've well, never maybe been he MF just treated me pan-gos.
2: different because i was a punter that's so funny you know what's crazy is uh i had this conversation i forget where i had this conversation but nick saban obviously puts on this 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 aura and he is the greatest college football coach of all time there's no doubt about that. But but there is a certain likability to him. That's why he can recruit so well. That's why parents want their kids to go to Alabama. That's why every coach who gets fired goes and works for Nick Saban like there is a behind the curtains attitude to coach Saban that is likable would he ever show that to the media of course not does he show that to the public not very often I mean he even smirked when they put the old school leather helmet on him after Alabama beat Miami 44 to 13 I mean he seems like he'd be in a pretty good mood after that situation I saw and met Coach and I've met him a couple of times, but I saw him at the Gwinnett County Sports Hall of Fame. He was the keynote speaker. This was two or three years ago. Um, Jackie, my wife, who we always talk about on the show. She is an Alabama grad. So we talked to Coach Saban. We met him. We took pictures with him. And he gave the speech and he talked about his wife, Miss Terry. Everybody knows who Miss Terry is. If you talk to any Alabama alumni, they literally say she calls the shots. Like everybody knows Miss Terry, Nick Saban's wife. She is one of a kind, essentially the de facto president. She's it, right? So he's telling this story. He's known Miss Terry forever. Nick Saban from West Virginia. He's telling the story as the keynote speaker. He says, Look. Uh, we had to go back to West Virginia. We're driving through our hometown, two-stop light town. You know, we turn left and there's Robert's tire shop. And Robert was the guy that I competed with, talking about Coach Saban, that Coach Saban competed with in high school to date Miss Terry. Okay. So he's telling the story, and they're driving around in Nick's Mercedes in West Virginia. They turn left, they see Robert's tire shop, and he looks at Miss Terry and says, Man, how lucky are you talking to his wife? She goes, what do you mean? And he says, you chose me. I'm the head coach at Alabama. Got seven national championships. If you would have chose Robert, you'd still be in your hometown, married to the tire shop owner. You know what Miss Terry said? She said, bullshit. If I chose Robert, he'd be the head coach at Alabama. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Everybody started dying laughing. He told a great story. The punchline was perfect. The delivery was perfect. He was laughing. You're like, wow, that was actually a really funny story. Everybody was on the edge of their seat. You're like, that's the Nick Saban that gets to talk to parents, players, engage with people, recruit them to want to be around him. He's just not going to show it to the public. And of course he shouldn't. Yeah. But those are the stories you're like, dude, that was funny. That was smart, witty. Uh, seems that's like a like- good guy to be around.
3: That's like that's like to me. That was like Coach Reed. So I grew up a big Philadelphia Eagles fan because of the fact Donovan McNabb was a quarterback. My family's from Syracuse. Yeah, the Cues fan. Donovan was was quarterback there for the Eagles for a long time. So I watched all those games, and I would obviously see big old Andy Reed on the sideline, intimidating, scary. Yeah, uh, it's very stern looking. Uh, and then then fast forward, I get drafted by Kansas City, and awesome. I'm in meetings with him. Yeah, he is one of the nicest funniest dudes you'll ever meet literally cracking jokes 24 7 like i mean how cool is that players coach but he doesn't really show that in the media it's just you know andy andy reed with his mustache just chilling with his play call sheen that's about all you get when you look at from the outside looking in but
2: as soon as you get in there they just loosen right on up and just have a good old time That's awesome. Those are good stories. You know, it's just cool to have that opportunity and, and, you know, props to you. I mean, that's a dream come true. That's a really, really cool story. Getting drafted by the guy you used to watch with your family as
0: Eagles fans.
1: 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive where you can always expect the best. NFL week one. Eagles play the Falcons on Sunday
2: in Atlanta. Guess where you're going to be able to go to make that Falcons-Eagles game way more interesting. That's right, PrizePix. Download the PrizePix app. Head on over to PrizePicks.com. Use the promo code PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match on your first $100. And tonight, yeah, that's right. Tonight, we got the Bucks versus the Cowboys. Thursday night special NFL opening week, uh, weekend kickoff. And Aaron, I love prize picks this year because in football, you get single game props on their stats. Dak Prescott, for the game, 11 and a half rushing yards over or under Aaron. That seems like Obviously, you're going to go over. This is how I think this game's going to go. I think the Bucks win. Well, look at
3: the first half, or Dak. I it's six yards in the first half rushing. I'd go over. There
2: you go. I mean, free money, right? Holy I think Jesus. you go over Dak six yards rushing in the first half. Over Dak eleven and a half yards rushing in the game. You would think that he's going to have to get mobile. That front seven for the Bucks is intense. And keep in mind, these rushing yards on price picks do not include sack yardage. Right? This is just simply rushing. Past the line of scrimmage, it does not hurt you if quarterbacks get sacked. Take those two overs. I mean, absolutely no doubt about it. Dak is at 285 and a half passing yards as well. Tom Brady, 295 and a half passing yards. Week one, I think these teams run the ball. Keep in mind, there's only three preseason games this year, not a lot of in contact practices for these NFL teams in preseason. preseason.
3: He's He's been on a pitch count, Yeah. yeah. What do you I do think? Think like I do like the I like the first half when I look at receiving yards though, um, for the Bucks I like I like Mike Evans over twenty nine and a half.
2: Mike Evans over twenty. I just and
3: don't and trust the I just don't trust the 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 Cowboys in that defense. I mean, this is a team that's built to score points and run with anyone, but you know we saw them struggle last year on the defensive side, and I just think Tom Brady and those weapons, and they can run the ball. It's going to be. I'm encouraged. I think this is going to be an even better year for the Bucks. So I like the passing attack. I like Mike Evans over 30, 29 and a half points there in the first half.
2: Dude, 29 Ezekiel, and a half yards. Ezekiel Elliott, who looked awesome on hard knocks. The dude looks healthy. He's an absolute beast. You're like, wow, this guy is a, is a top five running back in the NFL. First half receiving yards. Keep in mind how good he catches the ball out of the backfield. Nine and a half receiving oh, yards I'll in like the first that. half. That's one screenplay. That's, that's one swing pass out to the flat after a blitz pickup. Yeah, give me the over on Ezekiel Elliott, over 9.5 receiving yards, over Dak Prescott, 11.5 rushing yards in the game, or six rushing yards in the first half. And I like, you said Mike Evans, right? Over 29.5 yep. receiving yards. He's going to be Tom Brady's ace all season long. This is a great game to get down on God, Thursday I'm just looking football.
3: at Dallas's receivers right now. They are low. Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Gallup. And then, obviously, Ezekiel coming out of the backfield, too. Holy
2: smokes. I, I, did a, uh, I did an interview today. They asked me about NFL football. I said, if the Cowboys stay healthy, I'm not drinking the Hard Knocks Kool-Aid. If they stay healthy, the NFC East sucks. They're going to have a really good opportunity. garbage. Yeah, they're going to have a really I not good opportunity.
3: Philly's poo-poo. Washington, great defense, great defensive line, but, I, you know, I don't— uh, Fitz Magic, I think the Magic is going to finally run its course. Uh, and then the Giants are just— the Giants. So yeah, I think if they can stay healthy, they have the best quarterback in in that league. They have the best receivers. They have the best running back they should win the
2: NFC East. Yeah, yeah, totally agree. How about Zamir White against UAB? This is always good. You have to look at Georgia's running backs on prize picks because they spread the love so much. It's like a pure underplay. Both of them hit under last week against Clemson. Clemson had just really good defense. Everybody knows that. But Zamir White, Aaron, 88.5 rushing yards. James Cook, 54.5 rushing yards against UAB this weekend. Give me your thoughts on both of those guys.
3: I like under for Zamir. This is a running back by committee. They're going to be... Uh, Matt, me, uh, let me get my words together over here before I just spit on myself. um, Mixing up the offensive line, I think a ton in this game. They're going to try to figure out who their yeah. who their starting five are going to be for the season. So you may see some issues here and there as they get the communication down. Um, So I see under. I honestly see under for both of them. I just they want to figure out who their playmakers are on the outside. They have to. If they're going to want to win the big one, if they're going to want to beat Alabama, if they're going to want to go to the national championship, they have to find a way to get confidence between JT or Carson, whoever's going to be quarterback, and these receivers. Because yep. you can't expect yeah. to play Alabama and just run the football and play defense. You have to open it up. You have to find some playmakers. you got to stretch the ball vertically down the field. And that takes reps. That takes trusting. And you can, you can build all the trust you want in practice. It's completely different than the game they got to rep it in the game and see it, get the film on it. So I think they're going to try to open things up just a little bit more here in this football game.
2: All right, JT Daniels, we just talked about his supposed oblique injury. Over-under on prize picks, passing yards, 282.5. I'm not taking it because I don't know if he's healthy or not. Well, <laughs> so if I'm he gonna, plays one snap on prize picks and me? you go under, the pick is live. Oh, so that's the I'm action. Gonna go, I'm going to go under. under. Right, under yeah. all day all day. Long. I think that's the smart play here. I think it's going to be a lot of depth at Georgia against UAB. We're going to touch Emily on this game Jones in a couple minutes. Aaron
3: one ninety-seven point
2: five yards passing under <laughs> for the first six games combined. Or <laughs> what are we yeah. talking about there? One hundred percent under. Absolutely. Keep Head it. on over to Prize Picks. Download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code Punt. Check out our social media pages this weekend at Punt and Pass, at Drew Butler, at Aaron Eleven. We will be posting our top ten picks you'll easily be able to get King under go I'm on. just negative love Nancy it dude. go you said I was so all. positive
3: early Haynes King it. under 20 and a half and then um god Bryce Young 324 it's a lot that is a lot look our man
2: Rowdy Bowling the stupid. lines maker at prize picks he's going to be on here in a couple of weeks we're going to ask him why did you get to these numbers Are you just giving away money awesome i love price picks gonna i would get take
3: active. spencer rattler over 294 i think oklahoma is going to go off this weekend okay like wow. they're gonna take a lot of frustration out my man murray so gonna get take, active, over.
2: active on Prize picks this weekend we love it shout out to price picks use the promo code punt All right, let's dip into these games, man. Uh, We got five games last week. You and I, hot starts. We both went four and one against the spread. Our locks, though, my flip the field special, 0-1-1. Your lock of the week, 0-1-1. Let's get back on track, buddy. Let's do it. Start the weekend out hot. We got a top 15 matchup. Number three, Ohio State welcomes number 12, Oregon. This game's at 12 p.m. on Fox Ohio State a 14 and a half point favorite and that line has gone up I think it's because Kayvon Thibodeau one of the best defensive players in all of college football for Oregon probably not going to play been in a walking boot all week another one of their starting defensive stars is not playing Oregon coming in banged up after squeaking out a win against Fresno State a week ago the total 63 and a half look CJ Stroud that Ohio State offense they've got the two best receivers possibly in all of college football led by Chris Olave. I just have to lay the the points here. This is a 9 a.m. local kickoff for Oregon. Cool. I know they've probably been hearing about that all weekend long. But I'll lay the points. Ohio State first home game of the year. CJ Stroud, Ryan Day, without on Thibodeau, I just can't buy into Oregon in this spot. This line probably goes up past 14 and a half. It was at 14 all week long. I don't think that's enough. I'll lay the 14 and a half.
3: I'm I'm with you in this one. Home game. It's going to be rowdy early for those guys. You're missing your best defensive player. Um, you know, Fresno is a, a, a good football team. Um, so don't sleep on the fact that it was a close game last week between Oregon and Fresno, but Fresno is no Ohio state. No. I'll tell you that right yeah. now. So I'm with you. Lay the points, Ohio state at home. Um, I think the team's pretty good. I love what their quarterback did last week. And you said it. these receivers on the outside are too darn good. Yeah, so awesome. Uh,
2: give me Ohio state those points at home. No doubt no doubt i think that's a i think that's a no-brainer and i would expect ohio state to kind of come out with some urgency after a slow you start against minnesota video uh, i got a couple more out here we're gonna get to that right. flip the field special right. in just a second i think one of the games that everybody needs to tune into midday before that iowa iowa state game kicks off is number five texas AM heading out to denver to take on Colorado. This is a neutral site game. I guess you could call it neutral site. It's not in Boulder. It's in Denver, so it's certainly not neutral. Uh, but it's going to be a raucous stadium. You know Texas a m is going to travel well. Texas A&M, a and a 17 point favorite at mile high, at elevation, over 5,000 feet elevation, I believe. 5,000 or 3,000. Go ahead and check that for me. 3.30 p.m. on Fox. I'm not sold on Hanks King. I'm just going to tell you that right now. And I think that this could be a much closer game than anticipated. Aaron, uh, you went out to Boulder. We went out to Boulder in 2010. It ain't easy to play at elevation, especially if you're not used to it. You know, you go from College Station up to Denver. It's a change of scenery. You know Colorado's going to come out hot. 17 is a ton of points. Give me Colorado plus 17. Give
3: me Colorado. This is my lock of the really week. put it down right wow. now yeah it's my lock of the week colorado at home elevation i felt like crap when i played there literally Bobo almost benched me because i was like literally sick what'd you night do on friday eight? night
2: were you hanging out with the chicks in boulder no i wasn't hanging out with the chicks <laughs> in boulder. i i was
3: so dehydrated and felt like crap from elevation i was in meetings i didn't answer a question right friday night Bobo looked at me and said are you gonna be able to play or what tomorrow uh i was like i'll be fine just let me just get some sleep uh, I I am not sold on this offense for, for Texas A&M at all. Haynes King has a lot of growing up to do. And, you know, I love their defense, obviously. They got good skill. I like their offensive line. But – I just that's a lot of points for not having confidence in a quarterback so give me Colorado I'm locking it for the week
2: yeah yeah I just checked it Denver Colorado 5,280 feet above sea level I just think this is a trap spot that's a very very high 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 spread give me 17 points all day long Aaron and I on the same sides and he throwing out his lock of the week Colorado plus 17 possibly
3: before you did just in case yes
2: possibly game of the week a top 10 matchup uh, against iowa and iowa state number 10 iowa heading out to Ames to take on number nine iowa state this game's at 4 30 p.m on abc this is college game day iowa state a four and a half point home favorite the total here is 46 points matt campbell and those iowa state cyclones looking pretty good And I think they might be a team to watch out for in the Big 12. Brock Purdy's back. Uh, Brees Hall is back. They have tons of experience on that football team. But Iowa dismantles Indiana in week one. That was one of my faded picks in one of my pools. I I chose Indiana. I thought they'd come out a little bit better than that. Uh, The total 46, that might be too high. I might go under 46. But I like Iowa. Is that bad? I feel like I like Iowa plus the points. You're just going to be a close game.
3: Oh, it's a tough one because Iowa State looked like crap last week, and it, it may have been the fact that they were looking past and yeah. looking to this game Northern this Iowa
2: weekend. always plays those teams hard, always yeah, plays I Iowa still, hard, I mean, yeah, always they, plays Iowa State hard.
3: Yeah, Brock Purdy, legitimate. I mean, he had a good game, 21-26, 199. I mean, it's an efficient game, 80%. Hall didn't have his best performance, only three yards per carry. He's still probably one of the best backs in that conference i like him to have a breakout game i'll take iowa state at home okay gonna be a rowdy environment gonna be an incredible environment and uh, i think that offense gets going a little bit like i said i think they just look they were looking ahead to this game this week i think they're gonna be locked in ready to go uh give me those four and a half points i
2: love it i love it that'd be a fun game to watch what a great rivalry the cyhawk trophy between the cyclones and the Hawkeyes. Number 15, Texas, taking on Arkansas for this big eight rematch. 7 p.m. kickoff in ESPN. These boys in Fayetteville are going to be fired up. Shout out to Sam Pittman. He's going to have these boys first, ready to go. First sold-out crowd since 2017. Is that right? In yep. Fayetteville. Wow. Yep. Texas, a seven-point road favorite. The totals 56. It just sounds like you want the home dog here, dude. Do you want Arkansas plus seven points? No, I
3: don't. This actually should have been my—, my um, uh, my for sure for the week right here. I think Texas Texas is going to roll, really roll, steamroll. Oh man, I'm boy. changing my lock. Screw it. I'm Are no you long really? Months. Okay, no Longhorns. I'm changing my lock.
2: Lock of the week. Aaron Murray
3: says Texas Arkansas. no sweat so against I have, Arkansas. So I have this week. I have the Houston versus Rice game, and Arkansas played Rice last week. So I really obviously you know dove deep into that game. Uh, for arkansas and trust me it ain't it so
2: go longhorn <laughs> okay aaron murray coming in with that film study says no chance arkansas keeps it close and guess what i'm gonna do i'm gonna fade you give me the home dog here you just said it first time since 2017 that fayetteville has been sold out look this is an old school rivalry game you know texas is gonna bring Alabama the juice do last fan. year
3: with with sark place 52 to 3
2: I, dude, they don't have nearly the same talent at Texas as I'm they have I'm just had saying, Sark knows how to scheme this team up. Well, give me Arkansas. I like your conviction so much that I'm going against it. That's the, where I'm at right now. That's where I'm at right now. You told me about the emotion, which is the sold-out crowd, uh, and then you just fade it right away and say Sark's going to go in there and scheme it up and not even make it close. So that's our opposite of the week right there. You say Texas, I say Arkansas. Wait, you
3: had you were you were with Iowa State the previous pick? Just being
2: afraid. I went with Iowa. I went with Iowa. I, I think oh, I it's see. a three-point game. I think it's a 3 point
3: okay, game. Okay, so we're are yeah. we're, we're, we're two different. Then. Yes, okay. two different Perfect. so far.
2: Our last game, I had a I had trouble finding out which our fifth game was going to be. Um, but I think with the news about JT Daniels, we need to throw the Georgia game out there. UAB heading to Athens to take on the Dogs, Georgia right now a 24 and a half point favorite. Uh, How many points are they going to score? They didn't score one offensive touchdown a week ago against Clemson. JT Daniels reportedly battling an oblique injury. Is Carson Beck going to get a lot of burn? Are they going to call the dogs off early, no pun intended, and just ride it out with the run game? I have no idea, but Georgia covering against lesser opponents is always a conundrum when you're looking at the spread. What are your thoughts on 24-and-a-half there? That's a lot of points considering a team that didn't score an offensive touchdown a week ago.
3: Yeah, but I just don't think
2: UAB is going to be able to Up to 25, excuse me. We need to revise that. Up to 25 now? Up to now. 25, yes.
3: Yeah, I don't think UAB is going to going to put double digits. So, you know, say UAB gets 10 points, Georgia has to get 35.
2: That's correct. That's good man.
3: I think Georgia can get 35 points plus. So, so you're laying in the, the 25. At home, going to be first, a great yeah, crowd. first home game, great yeah, crowd, 330 kick. Yeah, give me the dog to this one.
2: All right, Murray's going to lay the points. I'll lay the points with you. Um, I agree with you I think that Georgia will be able to put some points on the board I think that Georgia's defense will continue to be absolutely stifling the dogs should get out with a good win I think the rumors about JT Daniels are much ado about nothing I would expect him to play maybe get a couple of series in the second half give him some rest, get ready for South Carolina next week what is my flip the field special what could it be i'm looking right now for the line i don't see the line because it might be off the board but i want to take kennesaw state against georgia tech where is it i'm looking right now where is it really want georgia tech to lose well i really want to know if jeff collins can get the boys ready to play but it might not even be on the board so hold on one second going to acc I'm checking out the scoreboard right now. I should have written it down. I do not have it written down. Apologies for my delay. I see it on the either. No line. It is yeah. off the board, folks. FCS versus an FBS team. So what will my other lock of the week be? Um, I will— First
3: of all, I want to know how high you would have gone. Where, where? What were you feeling if you were making this line or betting against it, I guess?
2: It's—I don't know. I mean, Georgia Tech was so bad a week ago. If it was north of 20 points, give me, I mean, give me Kennesaw State, right? Like, they were 19 and a half point favorites against Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois, clearly a better team, you would think, an FBS team than Kennesaw State. 24 and a half, I mean, just call it that. A Georgia line, uh, give me the 24 and a half points easily. I think that triple option offense shortens the game down. If a line does pop up, seriously take a look at Kennesaw State. You
3: know what game could be really interesting with a line? Colorado State seven point favorite over Vanderbilt at home. I think Colorado State covers that. Yeah,
2: Vanderbilt. My God, they looked
3: awful. They're terrible. Three points versus who? ETSU. Three points. Yeah, not I. That's a that's a that's a solid one. If you're those listening that want to watch a uh, awful football game and want to gamble, please
2: check that one out. My flip the field special. Florida, South Florida, under 58 points. Okay. Florida, South Florida, under 58 points. Aaron Murray's lock of the week, Texas minus seven. DB's flip the field special. Florida, South Florida, under 58 points. NFL's back, dude. I love NFL football. You know that about me. Kicking off tonight, Bucks against the Cowboys. We'll have fun watching college football this week, and we'll get it back going next week after week two of the season. Aaron, anything on the way out, my man? uh no man where are you going football, what game football, you got
3: football. i have houston and rice so oh that's right the battle the, of houston the, the battle of houston and the uh future big
2: 12 football team that's right congratulations to houston, houston UCF, cincinnati cincinnati and, UCF BYU. and bYU there you go times are changing. no doubt times are changing and on that note Times are changing so much. If you're living in the state of Georgia or Florida or anywhere around the Southeast, you can get active on Prize picks. So head on over to pricepicks.com, download the Prize picks app, use the promo code punt. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100 and you can get active on NFL football tonight, college football this weekend. Follow us on social media at punt and pass at drew Butler at Aaron Murray. We're going to give you our picks all weekend. Follow Prize picks as well at prize picks head on over to punt number one destination for all things college football for Aaron Murray I am Drew Butler we will talk to you on Monday see you don't forget to download the Southern Sports Today app you can listen to this in every show on podcastpark.com or wherever
0: you get your podcast needs
1: dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best.
0: Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com.